You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, yeah, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the creator of this wonderful website. Um, I'm very, very proud of this thing that I have created and that has become much bigger than I ever thought it was. Originally, it was just a place to write some geeky, nerdy articles about things that I loved, and then it became podcasts, and now it's become this, a podcast that everyone listens to. Yeah, seriously, talk to people. They listen to it. I know they do, because I'm doing the legwork, so everyone listens. Um, That arrogance aside, let me introduce you to... (laughs) my co-hosts um unfortunately our buddy mc brooks is out um because of some personal stuff but he'll be back soon uh we wish him the best uh hopefully all is well for him um but in co-host seat number one he's been promoted for the time being you know him you love him (laughs) he is a wonderfully talented visual artist he is also blessed with and a fountain of knowledge when it comes to comic books, movies, TV, video games. So much so, and I haven't done this in a while, that I refer to him as the professor. His name is James Rambo. I had an ice cream sandwich for breakfast today. Oh my God. Um, I strongly encourage stop. all of you to do the no. same. As no. it is uh, a goddamn wait, delight. Wait, hang on. Amani, are you on the same page with me? Hang on. No, hang on. Have I found another person that's 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 of okay, the the classic ice cream sandwich. He's so right? excited right now. The I classic ice cream sandwich, right? Where with like the chocolate sandwich pieces and then the ice cream in the middle. I the texture fucks me up every time. The squishy sandwich. Oh, we're parts. not gonna talk about your fucking <laughs> weird PTSD with that creepy lady who would feed them to you. Yeah, we're not gonna talk oh, about that shit. My, yeah, wait. That's what it is. It's the <laughs> this ice cream is a completely sandwich. different podcast yeah, now. Not, wait a it's minute. It's not the fucking woman that worked the cafeteria <laughs> in the fucking mess. It was like, here, there, white boy, have this. <laughs> As she sticks her fingers in my mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 white yeah. boy. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> um, I will say as a uh, snack aficionado, um, the texture has to be right. The texture has to be it has to be the right temperature. Otherwise, you're absolutely right. It'll soak into it. You have to peel that nasty ass paper off. Yes, it's like, thank you. Okay, thank you. It's gross. Um, it has to be like frozen solid. Yeah, I do love your retelling of the story, Rambo, because that is almost 100 percent exactly well, when, what happened. When you so brought funny. it up, you were like, "Uh, I threw sandwiches just so gross," and you kept talking, and then you start going into this like, "You're like, yeah, when I was in the service, blah 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 blah," and you're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you saying, "Like, yeah, I don't really like this song." Um, you know, I heard it. Remember the first time I heard it? Uh, uh my dog died, and. <laughs> 
It's <laughs> like, whoa, homie. I just I want you to understand that I, I I unlocked this memory <laughs> as we were doing the podcast because I hadn't remembered it. And then I was like <laughs> it's a horrible was, sense memory. No, because I'm sitting there remembering and I was like, wait, wasn't there that oh fuck, there was that lady in the mess hall. Shit. Which apparently so, and you were saying like she yeah. apparently would do this to like all the guys. all the young oh. boys. She she did she did love feeding ice cream sandwiches to the young the young sol- uh, soldiers. No, Amani, just picture the the nicest like old black lady that you can think of who likes to feed people. But it, it becomes not just feeding people; it becomes kind of kind of creepy. Where and that's a lot. Like she's like, "Here, eat this ice cream sandwich, baby," and then like sticks her fingers in your mouth too, and you're just like, "I don't know what's going on right now." No. Should, should I should I say thank you? I don't know what to do right now. I'm gonna go peel uh, more potatoes. This is fucking weird. Oh, I still got some yeah. on the fingers. And you want to get that for me? <laughs> it's like fucking. Uh, oh God, tis the season too. Fucking uh, scary movie too. I was just there. Take my strong hand. <laughs> the mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's lovely. It's just so funny. Oh my God, I saw this movie <laughs> way too young. Oh my God. And they're just they're locked in. I so funny to the point where now when i finally saw like scream and i know what you did with that summer i was like oh <laughs> that's what scary movie was doing okay <laughs> this little hand god damn it anywho we were going to talk about something i don't remember what the fuck it was um, <laughs> well, um no no i yeah rambo the floor is yours my man well, go ahead have we introduced reintroduced my <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, Joining us for this trauma. Joining us for this episode of At the Diner. Her return appearance. um, Miss Amani Person. Hello. 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 I did find it humorous that if we take your first initial I and then your last name Person, it sounds like a weird knockoff of an Isaac Asimov book. Uh, so that's, um, it's, it's also my email and people always ask and I'm like, no, it's just, I need to get married. I have to get married because I've had enough. I just sick of this shit. As long as, as, as long as you don't marry somebody with the last name of Arthur, cause then it'll just be a tick reference. I Arthur. Wow. The tick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my fucking favorite episodes where they make the, the booger version of the tick. Like I, um, like I remember it being yeah. on, but I don't know yeah. if I watched it. That's that's one of the, okay. The guy's name was Thrakazog. He was an extra dimensional bad guy, right? And I love the, how you say it so matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Thrakazog. Uh, yeah, Thrakazog um, was fighting the tick, but the tick couldn't pronounce his name, so he kept mispronouncing it. And then he was doing it on purpose. And they're going back and forth, and he's like thorax in a bog, Thrakazog, like suitcase in a log, Thrakazog. Susan. Oh, you know what it and is. And then he's like, oh, you're just doing this on purpose now. Because when was the tick? Oh, not the tuck. The tick. <laughs> it's like 93, 94. The tuck is a completely yeah. different thing. Don't yeah, fall the tuck is something else. The tuck is very um, different. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was when, because it was on at the same time as like all those like WB kids shows. Yep. And I thought Freakazoid was better because I was five and I was like, this is not funny. Freakazoid, Freakazoid is funny. Fucking so, Freakazoid was funny too. Yeah. Where is my Blu-ray re-release? Oh, God damn man. it. Of He's here to them. save the nation. He's on a crappy station. Yeah. I want Freakazoid. Yeah. I want Hysteria. Give it. No one I remembers th- it, but I do. It's either Bruce Tim or Paul Dini. I think it was Tim. Because I think Paul Dini was working on other stuff. Yep. Bruce Tim could not stand that show. Uh, yeah. Really? He, he wanted so badly to make just a straight superhero show. 
and the fact that they did all of the weird humor and like yeah um uh uh the fourth wall breaking fourth wall breaking and like the the learned scandinavian and like all just the <laughs> weird wacky shit they did in that show loved him so much i get Bothered it him so much especially now like i um i i think the second season of the new animaniacs is better than the first one they addressed all of our concerns to be fair um but it's not as good as the old show and but i can see how those would get on someone's nerves that tiny tunes i'm sure my parents would not thank me for that so yeah i get it but the tick was in the mud tim (laughs) i'm just i'm thinking about all these old episodes now there was the one where the tick has to go see a therapist because he has he has an anxiety attack after he goes to punch the um the person that's a trench coat and it just turns into a whole bunch of uh roaches and he just freaks the fuck oh no it's ants he just freaks the fuck out and like i mean that sounds traumatic i would scream the therapist had a guy who worked for him named taft and it was a shaft joke right the guy's name was taft and he was like big black dude mustache like like handlebar mustache it was fucking great but he's helping the therapist right and he's dressed as an ant and he's beating the tick up and like the therapist is trying to say that it's an oedipus thing where he's got a problem with his mom and he's like i'm your mother man he's like no you're not you're taft like so what i'm getting is that i should go back and watch the no tick, man not tick. the tick do not show me actual ticks no 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 There's don't do it really wacky fucking like absurdist humor yeah like oh my i mean God. like his his realization that he like he he needs a battle cry and he doesn't have yes. one to kind of like hype him up and like strike yes. fear in, in villains' hearts. Yes. Um, oh, it's on Hulu. Sick. Okay. Great. Yeah. And and it's the realization that that you know Spoon. Yeah. Spoon is the thing. And they and he comes to this realization like it's a dark and stormy night. Like there's lightning, cra- like thunder crashing outside of the little fucking shanty town he has up on the the roof of the building, um, and it's full on played as like Bruce Wayne having the bat fly through his window. Like it is such a realization and an inspiration for him. Um, That's yeah, so funny. It's fucking great. That's what I figure was always the joke with the tick. It's like no, because like Batman on paper sounds dumb. It's like what oh, do you yeah. mean a bat scare? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll just check it out. Okay. Rambo. So okay, uh, there's there's two. They both tie back to the same thing ultimately. Um, but there's two separate uh, uh, kind of things to discuss. I think we'll we'll do the, the uh, Hasan Minhaj thing first. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so, man, um, Hasan Minhaj, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, is a tall, good-looking Indian man, Indian American man, uh, and has been. Uh, he was Daily Show correspondent. He had a show called Patriot Act on Netflix. Very um, good. He's done several uh, specials, some of which were for Netflix. Um, and a big part of his comedy is how ha- is it usually is uh, very politically minded. Um, it is very much about his experience uh, being a brown man in America. Um, and he tends to uh, do what's called long form comedy wherein it's not one-liners it's not quick jokes necessarily although those will occasionally be peppered in it tends to be stories wherein he gives you jokes throughout and it is uh oh wow with trevor noah uh announcing his leaving daily show 
um basically everybody was like oh well Hassan's gonna take this over obviously like he's the number one choice for this he yeah. is the obvious choice for this makes the most sense yeah makes it makes a lot of sense i mean there's don't get me wrong there's plenty of qualified candidates as we'll discuss yeah um and uh there's plenty of people who could do the job but he would be able to like fall into it with no issue except um very recently it has come up and come out um and apparently this is not the the first time it's come out but but much like the uh the Hannibal Burris calling out Bill Cosby thing. It's just the loudest and 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 the the first reaction where it's actually gotten like a bunch of uh, eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Minhaj tends to um it's not enough to say it's an exaggeration. He flat out fabricates things uh in his uh performances. Now it would be one thing if it were something like, you know, I went to the grocery store the other day and I got in this argument with this guy. That is expected. It is it is understood that comedians are not necessarily telling you the truth all yeah. the time. They're performing. Um, but there is a degree of this is from my personal life. This is from my perspective, particularly when the stories you are telling are designed to be about your experiences and it's and it's really framed through uh a lens of um this is me reinterpreting uh or interpreting uh, my experience for you the audience uh and i'm kind of spicing up with some jokes here and there uh he will flat out just lie about uh uh things that he will claim happened to him uh things that he'll claim happened to him and his family um uh his overall experience with things uh including stuff like um he said that on one of the specials that he received an envelope he opened it and it was full of white powder and in opening it it got on him it got on his daughter his very young daughter and they had to take her to the hospital it was a whole thing uh thankfully she's okay yeah that didn't happen uh he did get an envelope there was some white powder in it, but apparently he kind of just turned to his wife and was like, wouldn't it be crazy if this is anthrax? And that was it. That was it. Um, yeah. He very famously has a story about... Um, he, I think he was tutoring a, a, a girl in high school. Uh, you know, they became very friendly. You know, they became more than friendly. Uh, and he started dating her, and he was going to take her to prom. And like family has him over, they have dinner, all that. Uh, or rather, no, no, no. Sorry, uh, he had he had been to the house a couple times and then had dinner and everything was great. And then when it comes time for actually take her to prom, he shows up and the family's like mom and dad are basically just like, you know, you, you didn't think we were actually gonna be okay with that. Like, sorry, but like these pictures are gonna go to her grandmother. And so it's this it's this very like heartbreaking story of uh of 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 racism and and dealing with that as a, a as a teenage boy and and um that kind of the the really the really nefarious and dubious way that racism can sneak in and not just be like you know a guy burning a cross on your lawn but it can mm-hmm. be somebody who will shake your hand and smile at you and then call you an epithet um or better still not even do that just, you know well, you know, expect you to just be cool with things. I've got a story to share. I'm sure you do. 
Um, what was like? Because so, what was yeah? I, I, I can't remember because I remember reading this, but I can't remember exactly what the real story was. Like what actually well, happened I mean, the, as opposed the, to what he said. There's there's certainly elements of truth there, and 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 that's something he said as much as well. He's like, well, I always you know, good comedy always starts from a kernel of truth. He was uh, 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 very friendly with um, this girl, and uh, uh, to be to be clear in case it wasn't obvious a white girl uh in in high school um it tended to be a little more of an attraction on his end than hers they never went to prom but like, that, that didn't happen so <laughs> the whole like you're not allowed to go with like like and like he didn't either he asked her and she said no or he never asked but they were friends and he extrapolated this whole other story about her family being racist and uh, her being racist by extension. And apparently this woman and her husband have been getting like harassed for years online mm -hmm. because of this, because one of the things he used to do before he performed it, before he filmed it being performed uh, when he would just perform it in like a black box theater, he would have a blurred out photo of her and her husband uh, up behind him via projector. And people were able to figure out who it was. And they were just get harassment online all the time. Um, and it's be it became like a huge fucking thing. Um, essentially, Hassan's response to this and his defense for this is, well, you know, as a comedian, I am telling stories of a heightened reality. Like these things do happen. They do happen to people. So and it needs to be talked about. So it's OK that what I'm saying isn't 100 percent true. And I am not going to try to respond to that on behalf of Muslim people or Indian people. But as a queer man, if I heard some motherfucker talk about how they were gay bashed uh, and then found out that they weren't and their response was, well, you know, that kind of shit happens to people all the time. Nah, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is not your story to tell and if you do want to tell a story like that you can tell a story about how that happens yep you don't have to be the one it happened to well it's more personal if it happened to you yeah sure but it didn't yeah from <clears throat> uh from one poc to another i was like yeah, i don't know about that one baby <laughs> uh like um, and I just looked it up because I could not remember the name last night. Um, but it made me think of the uh, Jesse Smollett thing when he lied about the hate crime. And it's like every time you guys just like, well, you know, which I still experience. Ra I'm not saying you don't experience racism on set. I'm saying that is absolutely true. I, yeah, I'm sure you do. Insidious and otherwise. But you're undermining people's actual stories. Like, this very, very upsetting things happen to people that are beyond, oh, he commented on my t-shirt. Like, and uh, similar to our conversation earlier, uh, it's different, like you said, from saying, oh, you know, I ran into this guy in the bathroom and he slapped me in the face versus anthrax was sent to my house. They tried to kill me, my wife, and my daughter. Mm -hmm. No. Though those are not the same. You can't just have you can't and you're doing it, forgive me for the language, um, to push an agenda and uh make money. 
No. Yeah. Nope. That's not the same thing. It's not and... like they're highlighting these stories and just advocating for these people online or anything. No, you're actively taking stories and cashing Netflix checks. Mm-mm. It reads as a, a little we're, – we're doing a little shucking and jiving in my opinion, but okay. <laughs> he uh, he also had a story about a um, – a either FBI or CIA. I want to say CIA. Um, but it was, a, it, it was a federal agent um, coming to the mosque and like just kind of posing as, you know, somebody who just wants to come to the mosque. And it was this like big jacked white dude uh, who was obviously like, you know, hello, fellow children. Um, <laughs> and, and he was there for a long time. And, and um, not long after uh, uh, they stopped seeing him, um uh Hassan and his father are watching the news and they see him on on the news as you know as like this this federal agent that goes undercover and does all these things um it didn't happen didn't happen uh apparently the the basis for the story is uh he had heard about something like that happening and also um he would play like pickup basketball games with his friends and there would be these big like uh beefy white dudes who would like throw elbows and like be super aggressive and shit yeah, i um, don't doubt that i don't doubt that in the slightest um but tell that story but there it's not go. as it's not as it's not as good it yeah. doesn't carry the same weight there was a whole thing about um uh when he managed to uh get an interview at the saudi arabian embassy wow um yeah, and and I I I can't remember the specific timeline of it, but uh, his wife apparently had had talked to him about that kind of thing before, and basically was just like, "Don't do that shit. It's fucking dangerous, and um, you're not just you won't have to worry about just you. You have to worry about all of us now." I guarantee so, when that article came out. She looked at him and went, "Oh, what did I say?" So so the 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 story he told for the longest time was like either the next day or that day. What, but after he had been there, um, there was like some kind of shutdown or there, no, no, there was, a um, like a reporter maybe put the death or, or imprisoned, uh, by the Saudis, um, within like a day of him being there. Yep. Um, yeah, there was actually a four month gap between when that happened and when he actually did the interview. Yeah, no, you can't. You and so now, so now, not only is he, yeah, like he's 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 not just lying. Um, he, but like you said, he's flat out profiting off of misery of others. Yep, um, and like, actively I, putting people in danger. Here's, I don't see him sending checks to anybody at like, all. <laughs> like, how are we handling that? And it's like um, it'd be it would be different if you told me he was doing like, like I was just thinking, I was thinking about Jordan Peele. Get Out is a very eerie echo of very real events, but he's telling the story, he's exaggerating, and it, you know, like a sci fi fantastical element, but he's not saying, one, that this happened to him, mm-hmm. and two, it's it's a metaphor, you dummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a just come on. That's <laughs> that's the thing, though, is, and, and, and I want to be clear. Um, in my stance on this, 
Um, my initial instinct is this isn't a big deal. And here's why. Do you really think all of the white comedians out there who say the things that they say and tell the stories that they tell, do you really think all those things have actually happened to those people? Do you really, really, truly think that? I don't think that he's being held to the same standard that they are. That's what pisses me off about this. But in the same vein, when it comes to things that are so in this day and age that we de- that we're living in right now, it does give that Jesse Smollett feel. It does mm-hmm. give, um, I can't remember her name, but there was the woman who claimed that she was walking home. Like it was a thing with the cops and she put in basically like a false um, report yeah. of something happening to her and none of it happened. It was, she was it's just dangerous. Looking for, she's looking for attention. Like the problem that I have with it is the double standard that comes with this of if it, if it's white folk doing this, you don't really, nobody really gets called out for this. But if it's a person of color, and that's the problem, is there has to be this heightened awareness of I can't, I can't do the same things that other that white people get away with because I have to worry about my community as well. And while you should be thinking of things like that, like that's fucked up that you have to worry about if I say this (laughs) one thing and I happen to be Jewish, that I have to worry about it affecting the entire fucking community. Like, yeah, maybe I'm just an asshole. Like, did you ever think about that? Maybe I just don't, I, I can't shut the fuck up and I can't tell the truth. Like I get, I get why he does this. Like I understood why he does it because you want validity to these stories. You want them to be more impactful. I'm not saying but, it's right. Let me be clear. It's not. But it's grossly invalid. Yes. Yeah. It's it, not it, adding validity to anything. No. He's, he's, he's invalidating everything. He's, he's trying to add validity to his story. He wants people to think that what he is saying has more impact. It, oh, no, but you're it, right. He, he yeah. wants to have a greater impact. Yeah. But the but it, only way it does invalidate to do yeah. that is to devalidate or invalidate yeah. other people's stories yeah. to undercut. Yeah. Well, and also it's 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 the fucking boy who cried wolf. Like, yeah. yep, it was always going to come out eventually. And the idea that he's going to sit here and be like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm a comedian. Like everybody understands that this is just what we do." And that, that's another thing is he, he apparently he, he he takes the stance of when I'm performing on stage, doing like comedy it's understood that what I'm saying is might be exaggerated or heightened <laughs> the ludicrous defense, <laughs> but, but when I'm doing stuff like, like Patriot act, where I'm commenting on news, where I'm commenting on things that have actually happened, that's different. Isn't that's what I'm telling the truth. I feel like he's assuming an amount of media literacy that the average person does not have. Yeah. hundred percent. Not in if, this, if, not in this day and age. Yeah. If, like, like, like that's and 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 I would absolutely agree with that. If I thought he was being, uh, uh, if I didn't think he was being disingenuous, yeah, exactly. Um, and something in his tone, I would. Ah, it is very, no. it is very smug. It's it. very just I'm like loving it. I can't believe you guys are so upset about. It. Yeah, it is it's very. Like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. I, because I, I admittedly, Rainbow, when you sent me the article, I had the same thought. I was like, well, I mean, comedians. They're actors. That's what they do. Yeah. But then I read the article and I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Here's the other the side. Thing. Here's the other side of this, too. You made, Amani, you made a great point with Jordan Peele. Um, Jordan Peele is a really good example of how you execute that properly and how you make it an art. Yep. Hassan, uh, it, Mr. Minaj 
Minha. I, I just called him Mr. Minaj. Like he's Nikki. Nikki Minaj. 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 Thank you. Um, just tripped over my words there. Uh, Mr. Minhaj, if he's trying to pull this off as art, did not execute it correctly. I don't think that that's what this is. I don't think this is him trying to tell a story. I don't, I, I think, it, like I said before, he's trying to make his story have more punch. He's trying to make people feel more stronger mm-hmm. emotions about the story that he's telling that didn't even actually happen to him. And honestly, the thing that sets me the fuck off is if you're going to tell this story about going to prom with some white girl, don't use the fucking picture of the actual person. That is a dick move because now all of a sudden she has to face ramifications for your bullshit story. If, yep. if it was just like Sally, you know, Whiterson. Like literally you know, go on this person does not exist dot com. Yeah. And go grab a fake picture. Yeah. Like <laughs> you want to talk about something that AI could be used for in a good way? Fucking use an AI picture. Like Jesus Christ. Like there was no reason for him to have the picture. There's no reason for that. Because you can till still tell the same story, still make the same point about how racism is yep. a thing. And that either yep. if I wasn't the one who experienced this, somebody else who I knew from my yep. like from my group they did and like you can tell that story but again not like that you have to an artist is only required to do one thing and that's be good at their art so if you're trying to claim that this is you being artful then you fucked up because it's not yeah yeah and like like uh the it's and it's all just it's the content of the stories that you're choosing to fake like my uh (laughs) my most recent example of like a subtle but weird racism is um i was at work once and uh sometimes i just don't feel like doing my hair so i wear a head wrap sometimes and like i have no connection to the motherland or anything like that and uh i was in the break room just getting coffee and this uh some guy who worked in a different i don't know it was a huge building just some white guy walked in and he was like I like your head wrap. And I was like, thank you. And then about two beats, he turned to me and was like, you know, I was in Africa for a couple months and I was like, what is this conversation? I've, I've never been, man. Sorry. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I've had people but, fucking do that to me too. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. Yeah. No, it's okay. But like, that's the kind of like, if you were to exaggerate, sure. Sure. That's cause that's a nothing interaction. I'm not, he didn't, you know, call me the N-word and then demand I be escorted out the building. I'd never say that, but that happens to people. It yeah. does. Yeah. Like before I started wearing the head, the head wraps at work, I was worried. I was like, damn, they might tell me I can't wear these. Because in some places you can't. Yeah. So yeah. you can't yeah. take those stories and then tell them on stage as if they happen to you yeah. for profit. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't like that. And yeah. then and and never correct anyone for assuming Ever. otherwise. Uh, Ever. Because no. that's the point. That that and and that there's no way he doesn't know that people are going to automatically think that. This is not a case of, you know, somebody making like a fucking biopic about about a historical figure. Exactly. And then being like, well, we exaggerated shit in the movie. Like it's not a fucking documentary. Exactly. But, this is also not a case of a screenwriter, a director, an AD, you know, dozens of actors, hundreds of crew people coming together to tell a story. This is one person speaking in the first person. Yep. And in in such a way that is designed specifically to be 
uh, uh, viewed as personal individual stories. Um, and the, the fact that he is being so super fucking casual about like, well, you know, it's understood the blah, blah, blah. No, man. No, you know what else it reminds me of. I knew what it was. He sounds like, uh, the way, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda reacted when we all had criticisms about Hamilton. Same thing. I am not saying that as an art, Hamilton is very good. Like objectively, yeah. the performances, the dancing, the choreography, the writing is very, very good. But you have to think about the lens of presenting these white slave owners as like these suit, like, you know, David Diggs being super cool and rapping on stage. That's great. But you're I feel like like a lot of kids are watching Hamilton. They're like, well, this is how it happened. It's like. Ah. Thomas Jefferson's so cool. It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Ask his great, 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 great grandkids. They're still running around. So and some of them look like me. So most of them, it's it's not. It's it's not the same thing. You can't no. just you can't no. just do that. No, you can't. Um, the story that I had that's very similar to what you were saying, Amani, is oh, let me tell you. Once people know that I'm Jewish, fuck oh, boy. every. Oh hey, I bet um, the Jew that I know is an accountant downtown. Do you know him? Fuck, I don't know him. No, we don't all know each other. No, you know Bernie. No, I don't. <laughs> like what the fuck? At one point, um, Sandy mentions that her me husband is jewish to this woman and this woman goes have you been to israel and sandy's like no, no. And she goes, oh my god you have to go like if one more like, person says oh my god you have to go to nigeria i am going to beat somebody to death like, like, we're on the we're fence gonna about it. like like <laughs> You've never been to is you've never taken the, the the pilgrimage like shut the fuck up no first off I'm not that good of a Jew okay like I, <laughs> bacon is delicious so like, like oh no but like just oh god like oh man I I've made this joke a million times and I'll keep making because it it's one of my favorite ones to make people find out I'm Jewish and they're like hey where can you get good bagels and I'm like first off that's racist uh, secondly Wegmans. Um, <laughs> like New York fucking city. That's where you're goddamn right. It's something about the water. I have you um, locked in, by the way, as an yeah. aside for my bagel episode. Locked in, um, girl. I'm there. I am there for you. <laughs> We're talking about bagels. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it bums me out because I am one of my favorite movies of all time is um Big Fish, the um. Tim Burton movie. I absolutely so love good. Big Fish. The reason why I love Big Fish is because it reminds me of my grandfather. Makes me cry. Um, my grandfather was a storyteller who would fabricate some shit. But the thing about these stories, and in this movie, they talk about, like, as Billy Crudup starts to find out about his dad, because all of these stories he told him as he was a child were all bullshit. Mm -hmm. But, and he's mad about that. Big mad. Like, it, it broke their relationship. He starts doing research into it and he starts finding stuff out. And Robert Guillaume has a fucking brilliant line in there where he talks about what actually happened the day Billy Crudup was born because his dad made this fantastical story about how he shot out of his mom and went sliding across the floor and like all this other shit. He goes, he goes, none of that happened. He goes, you were born. That was it. You know, he had a little bit of colic. 
He's like, <laughs> what's what's exciting about that? What's interesting about that? He's like, there's nothing wrong with with this doing this sort of thing. I can't remember the exact line, but like, it it makes a point in that sense where he's saying this didn't hurt anybody, and it makes the story more interesting. What Hassan did is not like that. It's not innocent, no. and like the end of that movie is fucking brilliant because his dad is dying and Billy Crudup comes to him and his dad is like, finished the story. And they start talking about how, instead of him just dying in a hospital bed, that he carries his dad down to the river where mm-hmm. it all ties together with the story that he told for before about how he was able to catch this big fish with his wedding ring. And he ties it together because that's how he said, that's how he caught his wife. That's how he landed the big fish. And Billy finishes the story. Well, Billy's not his name in the movie, but like Billy Crudup finishes the, the story for him. And like, because these stories have value, mm-hmm. Hassan's doesn't. Because it hurts people, like, and it does the, the it does the thing that all of us hate that you present yourself as a vision, as as a as an example to white America, and yeah. and it comes out that you're exaggerating or whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah. I we're, is, we're quote setting back oh, yeah. the movement. He like, is he is the re- he is the reverse Flash to Brian Williams's Flash <laughs> because Brian Williams, <laughs> Brian Williams, all was, back around. Okay, Brian Williams was supposed to be the man in NBC, right? <laughs> After Brokaw retired, he was supposed to be the man, and instead they gave it to my boy Lester Holt. I fucking love me some Lester Holt. I do like Lester Holt. Lester Holt, because every he'll he'll be in front of like a, a a brick wall, and he just is talking about like like these murder cases that they're showing on Dateline, like it's fucking nothing, and he's just like cool, like just it's cool like, as the other side of the pillow the whole time, like, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like and uh, yeah, like Lester Holt got his spot because Brian Williams is full of shit. B- because Brian Williams was just like, yeah, I was on that uh, helicopter in uh, Ramadi it's like when it got hit by not. a rocket, and they're like, that is you weren't. It, that is exactly what it's like. It's oh, like. Yeah. No, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, because of the position you have put yourself in yeah. and the way you have presented yourself, you got you to gotta be more cognizant than that. The, like, the best meme I saw was him, and he was talking about how he was at the Battle of Endor on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> it's very that. It's very that. Like, I, like I, wouldn't, I would never say anything like that. I, yeah. And I am I'm very lucky that I've never experienced like yep. hardcore 1950s ass racism. But <laughs> I, I I'd never pretend uh, I did. Yeah. I would never you know say oh no I was followed once into the metro. No, I wasn't. Oh, 100 percent. I'm never gonna be <laughs> like I've never had anybody actually like like draw swastikas on my house or things like that, or like like that fucking Brendan Fraser movie, right? Jew Go Home. Like, nobody's done that to me. I've had some some borderline stupid shit said to me. Yeah, I've had yeah. a lot of stupid shit said to me, but nothing like that because it doesn't... First off, like, like Rambo said, it takes away from the people that actually experience this shit. Yes. And, like... it, and much like the Brian Williams thing, it suddenly plants a seed of doubt in every true story oh yeah 100 yep. yep. every single time someone yeah. says that this actually happened to them yeah. there's always going to be this like well did I it mean, uh, uh uh 
Hasan Minaj, he was telling the truth for so long, right? Wasn't he? And then it came out and blah blah blah. It's, it's like, well, nobody, her. nobody would think that. People would absolutely think that. People mm-hmm. have are especially lately, man, rolling up to a pizza place talking about oh, dead babies. It's like, what? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going we to gotta move on. <laughs> I, I'm okay, going to so... throw out. I'm going to throw out what I think should be the answer here, because it goes in a completely different direction. Because at no point has he ever claimed to be a hard hitting newsman, um, no. like Hassan is trying to pull off, and that is fucking Roy Wood Jr. Give him the goddamn desk. I love Roy Thank Wood you. Jr. so much. He is so God. fucking funny. He's and so I, funny. And honestly, that goes back to the original days of The Daily Show with the second host and most famous host of it, and that's Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart was a stand-up comedian, too. Yes, he was. And Jon Stewart wasn't doing any Hassan shit where he was like, well, let me tell you this story. No, he was just doing jokes. He would do jokes about his culture. One of my favorite jokes that he does that I steal all the time is when he talks about how um, – Jews have Yom Kippur, which is one day of fasting, and that's how you get your sins absolved. And he jokes, he goes, "You Catholics with your forty days of Lent." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, even even in he's like, even in sin redemption, you're paying retail. Like, I like, hurry up, we don't need that much time. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I steal this shit all the time. One day, that's so funny. Yeah. One day, all of your sins redeemed. Which, by the way, it was it was just Monday. Last Monday was uh, was Yom Kippur. So um, half a day of fasting, man, I'm fucking good. Are you sleeping clean now? <laughs> I'm good to go. Good to go. Um, so yeah, I am absolutely down for Rory Wood Jr. Uh, if we want to stick with other guys, and I hadn't even thought about this until just now, there is an easy way to write what a lot of people feel is a big wrong, and that's you get Larry Wilmore to come be the host of the Daily Show. Ooh. Hang on. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good one. So Larry Wilmore was host of the night. Oh show. my god. And yes. that show, the biggest problem with that show is it was too fucking short. Every episode was like a half hour, and that's not nearly enough time to do what he was trying to do. Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to to, if you need uh, uh, somebody with some integrity, somebody who uh, was doing the best parts of what Bill Maher thought he was doing um or yeah. still thinks he's doing uh, bring in bring in fucking larry wilmore um but if we're not sticking with guys i don't know if y'all saw when she was at uh uh the white house correspondent center but cecily strong fucking destroyed cecily strong at, could absolutely do it at the white house correspondent center she was fucking yeah. amazing she was so yeah, She's so good. She's incredibly I think, funny, whip smart. I, I think a woman should be the next host, honestly. Yeah. I'm only just now realizing how long yeah. Larry Wilmore has been a fixture in my life. He was oh, yes, yeah, long time. One of the co creators of the PJs, the Bernie Mac show, and now Insecure. Oh, That's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, was it, Mich- was it Michelle Wolf is her name was the one that was Michelle at the correspondence. Is- she was at the correspondence dinner and called um <laughs> she called <laughs> she called Sarah Huckabee Sanders Aunt Lydia from uh ah. <laughs> from a Handmaid's Tale. Like that was that was oh fucking gold. God. Like she was unapologetically really just like oh god, she was great. Um there's so many great people they could have they take over, but like Hassan, I'm sorry, bud, it's just not gonna work out. Yeah, like awesome. you know he ugh. yeah. 
who I'm afraid they'll give it to, and I don't think they should as much as I love him. Jordan Clever? John Mulaney. Oh, no, Mulaney should definitely not do it. Absolutely not. I I love him. I don't think he would want to, honestly. Me either, especially at this point. Yeah. He got enough going on. He's got got a he's got a kid now. He's busy making out with Olivia Munn. His Uh, and he's never he's always been uh very like socially left leaning, but he's never been a political comic. No, No. and he never outwardly comes out and says anything like, you know, fuck this guy. But like Like he'll do the the horse in the hospital. I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah. Which How is, did he get in here? We all the horse took the elevator. <laughs> I didn't even, it's like like stuff, and that's the thing. It's like, well, you know, he's, he's making he's joking about Trump. It's like, yes, but honestly, that could go at, at this point. The horse is in the I'd be like, might as fucking well. <laughs> like, well and, and like, yeah, he 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 uh he was just acknowledging the the reality of how fucking weird yeah. it is it that wasn't Donald like Trump a, is the president. Politics, yeah. Exa- yeah. He yeah. wasn't. Like, yeah, he wasn't uh, talking about policy. Yeah, he was yeah. talking about the fact that we elected a reality TV star who's most famous for having his name on buildings. Yep. And uh, not for much longer. And not for much longer. <laughs> um, that's gonna that's gonna be a fucking spirit Halloween so goddamn fast. The problem I saw that. <laughs> meme oh my yeah. god the pro- i put like if i i don't understand all these billionaires you don't you can't take the money with you why not be funny i would buy that building turn it into sustainable low-income housing and leave the sign up leave it oh. up it's still trump tower <laughs> yeah leave it up oh. hilarious like why not do the funny thing with or, your dollars <laughs> or do the do the vengeful thing and let it be people of color only because motherfucker used to not rent to people of color I, man, I, if I ever have that much money, <laughs> oh man, all my help is going to be white. It's going to be great. It's my plan. Oh my oh, God. The, oh, the pettiness. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, all I, of them. Yeah. All of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I'm ever. like, like and I'm graduates. Just, and I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, yeah. it's like, what's her name? Erica. My name is Katie. Whatever. Erica. Paul- ooh. Ooh. Can I touch your hair? Ooh. Right? Like- it's so brassy. This- hey, hey, Erica, where can I get a recipe that has a lot of cream cheese in it? Hey, uh, um, uh, Kiana, uh, it's Jill. <laughs> Michaela? Yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh- <laughs> Everly? Everly. Can you come over here? Everly. Yeah. Bryn. Beth. Um, <laughs> They're all Beth. Oh man, her name yeah. is her name is actually, and it's spelled a a c t u l e i g h. Yeah, but yeah, um, I um, I do think a woman should host next. Yeah. Like, I just it would be cool. Leslie Jones, I think, would be a good choice. Although oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know if I. No disrespect. I love her. She's so funny on Twitter. Yeah, but every night. Just getting yelled yeah. at by her. Yeah. Be, oh, yeah. And that's that's yeah. the same reason why I don't yeah. want Michelle Wolf. Is like Michelle Wolf is very funny. She is a very good writer. I cannot stand her voice for that long. Yeah. Although yeah. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Like yeah. um that happened when uh when they were when they announced Brooklyn Nine Nine, I was like, he's very funny. I don't know about week to week, and I was completely wrong. And it's yeah. great. He was great. I miss that show. I mean, honestly, if uh is Full Frontal still on? I don't know. 
it, it seems like it ended in 2022. That means Samantha's B, Samantha B is free. Yeah, which is another choice that if they said it, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I think there are better choices, but sure. It's not. I, me and Chris refer to this as the uh, the Aaron Eckhart choice. Um, when when it was when it was known that Two Face was going to be the villain in well one of the villains in the second uh, second Nolan Batman movie, uh-huh. we were both like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman should be Two Face. Like, yeah. get somebody who's fucking gorgeous, and have like because that because you know it it works better if the. Uh, if there's an element of conceit or, yes, or you know, of like course. when you have, you need the contrast. Um, like that and- was, that's my only problem with Aaron Eckhart. I never got that for, he seems extremely earnest. And yeah. I'm just like, this is Gotham like, City. <laughs> come on, man. Um, Aaron Eckhart, man. Did you guys ever see what happened when he found out that there was not going to be any more Two-Face? No. So oh, no. <laughs> after, after um, the Dark Knight, um, he was, he didn't know for, they didn't really make it clear whether or not Harvey Dent was dead. And then Christopher Nolan came out and said that he was. So he's in an interview with somebody and he's like, oh yeah, I loved playing the role. You know, I'd love to see what future things I can do with it. Oh, and they no. were like, hey. so Christopher Nolan just announced that he, that Harvey Dent's character is dead. And he goes, you can see it on his face. He's just like, oh, oh. well, that sucks. He's he, like he just crestfallen, and it's it sucks. It really Aww, does. Like I would, yeah, if he was just you know running around just being crazy, but but all the the uh, <laughs> all the uh, um, stuff with somehow Edward Cullen as a very good Batman. <laughs> An I'm excellent like, Batman. An excellent Batman. I was there. I was 16 when Twilight came out. I remember, and now I was like, what do you mean? this is the skin of a killer Bella. What do you mean he's going to be Batman? And then I think I had seen him in Tenant, and then I was like, okay. He's a great right. actor. Yeah, He is! He's a yeah. great actor. They both I mean, are, like, frankly. Those movies are oh, fun. Yeah. But yeah. they're iconic, I, I was, though. They're iconic. The, the I love them. The casts in all of those movies are fantastic. It's crazy. Michael, yeah. um, Michael, Michael Sheen, Sheen. Is, is in a completely different movie. The whole Voltari, they're doing... Oh, they're in a much. And, they're yeah. in a much better vampire. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in a they're in a fucking um, uh oh god Neil Neil what does that, he did Green? fucking crying game no oh, not, I'm no like Neil Green <laughs> I always have time to talk about Neil Green always uh, love him. not on this episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> Neil Jordan um Neil Jordan yes Neil Jordan they're in a Neil Jordan vampire movie they're in mm. they're in Byzantium they're in Interview with the Vampire yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking um, of good watch if you haven't checked it out on amc plus the interview with the vampire shows yeah very good i keep hearing good things about it I'm it's forward to very it. good uh old boy um who played uh gray worm not, yeah he's he's killing it he's yeah. killing it nice and it's it's very sexy so that's vampires should be uh, yeah i like a sexy vampire i like a i like a brutal fucking monster oh uh, yeah but it's Love also that. just fuck shit up yeah, I mean, um, I just, it's, I, vampires, I'm good. If there's a vampire, I want to hear about it. What kind of vampire are we doing? Great. Yeah, Isabel Styles. screwing up my camera. There we go. Um, so, okay, so that was, that was really kind of the first thing. Both of these things are late night things. Yep. The other thing that came out recently, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon and the Tonight Show, Uh-oh. Um, there was a big expose article written about Fallon's Tonight Show. Uh, in Rolling Stone, 
which I was about halfway through reading and my computer refreshed and I ran out of free articles. Um, basically talking about how it is a shit show and how apparently he would be on set drunk a lot. Uh, not even a little bit surprising. It is not even a little bit surprising. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter and I just thought, yeah. And like, just yeah, okay. Kept scrolling by. I didn't even read it. I was like, that show has appeared in the like seven or eight years it's been around, maybe longer. I'm, I, I, I don't go me on that. Um, they've gone through like six showrunners, uh, nearly one a year. Um, there were reports of, uh, because there were a ton of people, uh, interviewed from the show who mm-hmm. all spoke under the under anonymity. Because they were terrified of of a uh, 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 yep. um, retaliation, uh, and multiple people talked about wanting to kill themselves. Uh, multiple people talked about how you never really knew what was going to happen, uh, you know, day to day. Apparently, he he didn't seem to be like a flip out and scream kind of guy, um, but he also doesn't really. Um, take things too seriously there's a, and, and, and one of the references they made in the article is from um uh in, in terms of like sort of how he carries himself mm-hmm. and what you can expect uh is um from tina fey's book bossy pants and she's talking about uh one of the first times she was in a room with amy poehler mm-hmm and they're in the writer's room at SNL and, you know, they're everybody's bullshitting and, and, you know, people started telling dirty jokes and like really getting raunchy with shit. And, you know, Amy Poehler is fucking master improver yeah. uh, and she's doing the same and she's hanging with all of the guys and she's apparently she tells a particularly dirty joke or makes a particularly dirty reference. <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon's response is like, ew, no, that's gross. That's oh, don't do that. That's gross. That's not cute, man. And Tina Fey says, Amy Poehler's eyes went dark. <laughs> and She was like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you like. And went right back to telling Joe. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So like, well, why would she do that? (laughs) If Jimmy Fallon did that to somebody, they'd just be like, oh, ha ha, Jimmy. Like, oh, Jimmy. And yeah. Oh, I mean, that's pretty much the long and short of it is, is this, this, you know, not terribly surprising reveal, uh, but this reveal that it was, it's just a fucking mess. And, and, you know, there was apparently a big zoom call with all of the, uh, uh, the employees on the show and like the current showrunner was like, we're really sorry. We thought we were doing a better job than this and all that. And we're trying to do better. And it's like, sure. okay. Okay. Well, don't try. Do. do yeah, exactly. Like. I. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's uh the Amy Poehler thing. That's just, it's, that's the, the way it's always like, like it's, um, you know, dudes will get up on stage and talk about their balls and talk oh. about their dicks. But as soon as one woman makes a very mild period joke, oh my god, it's so disgusting. Oh, that's not ladylike. I've been listening to y'all talk about balls my whole life. Dude. Okay. Dude, so- Allie, Allie Wong. I don't know if you guys have seen her stand up, but her oh, stand up yeah. is so uncensored and it is so fucking it's- funny amazing yeah there's her her special baby cobra was one of the fucking funniest things i've ever seen in my life 
like uh, just absolutely hysterical and like yeah to, she's doing exactly what you just said and like if anybody has a problem with it they can just fuck all the way off her every her uh, talking about the realities of what it means to be pregnant and give birth yeah it's like yeah man like it's yeah no not a picnic not fun <laughs> but not oh that's yeah. like oh it's gross it's like yeah women are disgusting <laughs> it's stuff coming out of holes it's nasty okay human beings are fucking gross <laughs> and women are not exempted from that yes. no no <laughs> um like teenage girls yeah. nope you don't want it it's nasty <laughs> pivoting uh pivoting back to jimmy fallon uh fuck him True. Um, I've, I've never i've ever. never actually liked him i've never ever. actually liked him ever um he used to piss me off because when he was on saturday night live motherfucker couldn't keep a straight face he, he always their fucking time which the black face yeah, Chris, yeah, his Chris Rock. Yeah, that's yeah, Ooh. no big deal, right? Yeah, like and and like, let me be clear. Like, blackface is never cool, okay? No, and like, I don't think that he's exempt from that. But like, that was not just a Jimmy. It's not like he insisted that he have to do blackface. There are a lot of other people involved who are like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, yeah, still no, he could have been like this. This is was not up, a Jimmy Fallon problem. This no. is like this is a Saturday Night Live problem. Lauren Michael should have said something. Everybody yeah. else who wrote it should have said something. Was nobody like, in the room? Nobody yeah. turned around and uh, went. Tracy Tracy Morgan up. Tracy Morgan wasn't like y'all shouldn't do that. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe he did, but I mean, like yeah. to me, I'm like no, like Tracy, like that that makes sense, and it's not. I feel like uh, people would bring up like the uh, the Quentin Tarantino thing. Um, do I feel like <laughs> he maybe that word. <laughs> writes himself saying certain words a lot? Yes. It's so crazy because literally this, this time last year is when Rambo and I had a conversation on the podcast about this exact thing. So this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I, but like the way, um, like Jamie Foxx and, uh, Samuel Jackson talk Sam about, Jackson, yeah. they're like, it doesn't. Samuel Jackson said, think of any role I've ever been in. And, you know, like the role you're like, oh, that's Samuel Jackson. Nine times out of ten, it's one of his movies. And I just, yeah. I don't know if he could, if he's not doing all of the writing himself, he's taking notes from black people because, yeah. And, yeah. There's, <laughs> Especially there's after a... Django, I was like, yeah, that shit happens. Like, there's a couple of comics, um, comic books uh, that spring to mind. I was actually just talking, talking to a coworker about this the other day. Um, there's Cage by Brian Azzarello and Richard Corbin. And there is both uh, the the volume of Punisher where Bar Barracuda shows up. And there is the miniseries that is about Barracuda. Um, Cage obviously being Luke Cage. Barracuda being a giant black man uh, with a gold grill who was there to kill the puncher. Um, in both of these instances, um, you have black characters written by white men <clears throat> speaking the way a lot of black folks speak. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this thing of like, okay, where do you... Is, the is there a line and where do you draw it? And do you like, are we looking, are we worried about authenticity? Because if we're worried about authenticity, then does that mean that a person that is not black gets uh -huh. to have a black character say certain things? 
And that's a hard question to answer. It's tough. It's <laughs> tough. Because like I can t- like it's it like you can tell it's one of those like what when was that? What was that uh congressional thing where it's like I don't know I don't always I can't define pornography, but it, I know it was when a, I see it. The the ju- it was a judge talking about ruling on on um uh, uh, specifically about pornography. I can't remember the specifics of it either. But yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I I don't know. I I can't define pornography, but I know when I see it. Yeah, exactly. Like watching something like Black Klansman or Django Unchained. We're it's something else. There was input, is yeah. what I'll say, as opposed to. I don't even know, man. I I can't like, think of a good example, honestly. I can't. I can't because hang on. Let me go on letterbox. Wait a minute. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> well, so and so and 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 with Barracuda in particular, um, it's not just a white guy, it is a Irish white guy. It is like not even an American white guy. Exactly. Um, so it's like, all right. You know, to and, well and shit in 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 uh Azarello's phenomenal comic Hundred Bullets. Um mm-hmm. That's on my list. God, I absolutely read that. that. I'm looking yeah. forward to you reading that. Let me know when you do. I will. Um, the the I think it's the third volume features a mostly black cast, mm-hmm. and if you are someone who is writing, uh, black folks particularly, uh, uh I it's if you're not writing like a G or a PG rated story. And you are not having people speak authentically, yeah. Then it shows. You can and tell. It stands out. Yeah. And it feels weird. Um, it does. Like I'm. Um, we. I was hanging out with my dad yesterday, and we got about 15 minutes into. Um, oh God, what is it? Vacation Friends with Lil Rel and John oh, Cena. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I, you know, like, I like the way Lil Rel and his uh, fiance in the movie are written, but it does, like, for an R-rated movie, I'm like, when it's just the two of them away from the two crazy white people, <laughs> I know exactly what that conversation would sound like. Yeah. And I get it. They made a choice. They were like, we can't, maybe we don't feel right doing it. And I'm like, I can't fault you for that. But I can, t- and then, but then... You have the other side of it where it's like you talked about coding, like how I was saying the new um, the new uh, Transformers movie is really black for no reason. The new Turtles movie is so black. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and of course, it's Turtles. They're not cursing. But you it's even and it was the same thing with the Bayformers Turtles. I'm like. Oh, you're like, oh, it's just for it's for black kids. Like, but it's something in the right. You can tell you can. Well, just I, tell. I yeah. think I wonder how much of that is also um, there. there are more feel, of us in writers rooms now. Well, definitely that. But <laughs> yeah. also they feel authentic, not necessarily racially specific. They feel like authentically like modern teenagers. Yes. And black yes. culture yeah. is so like so much of the bedrock of like young cool culture is black culture correct and correct. so if you're if you're writing these kids accurately mm-hmm. uh, particularly like new york kids yeah <laughs> you are yeah. writing where like you know even if they are white they go to school with black kids and puerto rican yeah, kids and kids from dr like 100 percent. yeah that's just how they talk like that it's like oh it's gen z slang no it's not it's like 
Yeah. It has been adopted by <laughs> that <laughs> SNL sketch pissed me off so bad. I ooh. which, which, which one? It was um, and it sucks because it was the Meg The Stallion episode, and she was great. She was very funny. Um, but they did this whole skit where it was a it was a hospital that like use like what happens like oh when Gen Z becomes doctors, it's very condescending. I was like, I'm so sorry, kids. Uh, From a millennial, they did it to us too. It's very yeah. condescending. Yeah. Um. But the and like you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's a Gen Z hospital, and I'm like, this is all AAV. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, it's TikTok slang. It's not TikTok slang. That's not what, what they did. Was they spent an hour or two on TikTok? And they were like, <laughs> I see. My kid sent sent me like, well, I get yeah. it, right? Like, I get yeah. it. It's like, no, yeah. you don't. Yeah, a a a skit about Gen Z slang written by Gen Xers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's, it shows. Uh, it shows. Yeah. EKG yeah. is lit. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I dude. swear to God, it does not. You know the thing that I've seen and kind of going into that where they're they're it's it's something that irritates me a little bit, but like it there also is some accuracy to it is when everybody divides it up into the generations and mean like this is how all the generations act. Like wrong. It's not fair to do that, but there are times where they nail it on the head. Like if you watch the ones where they talk about this is what it's like having a boomer boss. This is what it's like having a Gen X boss. And this is what it's like having a millennial boss. And I watch that shit. And the millennial boss is like, all right, listen, guys, this is what corporate wants us to do. I think it's stupid. You got, I know you guys think it's stupid, but we're going to do it. Cause I don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, fuck, that is exactly me as a That's boss. Straight up. I'm like, just like, listen, man, yeah. listen, there's like, they're having us do it again. I'm like, listen, I know. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. but it's above my pay grade It's above your pay grade. Let's just 100%. get it done get paid and go home. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, so fuck Jimmy Fallon. Um, yep. <laughs> I've never, so, I, I've heard a lot of stories about him, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop here in a second, Raymond, and jump back in. Um, there are tons of stories about him with substance abuse problems. Like I can't remember exactly what it was, but he owned like a improv shop. It was like a like a, a place for standups to go, and the woman was talking about being the personal assistant for him and talking about how she would be there until three, four, five o'clock in the morning because him and his buddies would be just doing bumps like just i, I yeah. saw that tiktok too yeah okay yeah <laughs> like, and like me and mike's fyp is basically the same at this point yeah we're it's it's, it's it, our venn our venn diagram is just a circle yeah circle yeah we saw yeah, every, literally, once, literally, every once in a while rambo yeah. you'll send me like one of like the girly like a bad bitch tiktok and i'm like oh that's my algorithm seeping, <laughs> seeping in yeah this on your when you sent me the um the fly on a boss videos i was like why is this on his for you page <laughs> but i was like oh it's because your friend's for you pages will occasionally oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's wonderful um yeah i've just i've heard a lot of a, a lot of stories about fallon and his issues with with substances and like i'm not besmirching him because of that i'm besmirching him because one he's really not that funny and like yeah. everything that he does on his show is just clickbait shit and like to his credit and to the producer's credit, it fucking works. Okay. Like the whole, like, let's have a really, really talented singer sing like a bunch of other singers doing like Mary that, had a little lamb. Honestly, like, those clips sent me Ariana Grande's Britney Spears oh, is impeccable. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and like to his credit, he knows to let them cook. Let me let Ariana Grande do her fucking thing. Cause yeah. she's talented as shit. Yeah. And like, 
there's one where Blake Shelton, I don't even like Blake Shelton. Let me be clear. Okay. I don't even like the dude, but like they're doing the lip sync battle and he's so fucking funny and charming. He yeah. starts singing, putting on the Ritz and he like looks at the camera and he like winks and then he's like, yeah. putting on the, I'm like, all right. All right, Blake. All right. You got me. All right. <laughs> I was charmed. I, I see now why Gwen <laughs> saw something in you. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah. Cause I've never gotten it. I'm like, yeah. Gwen, you're like, you're yeah. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. You, yeah. Like your last, you're the last person you were with is gavin rossdale the, the most <laughs> handsome man on win. the fucking planet yeah like but then again like yeah you know get you a boring guy he won't cheat on you that's true like yeah <laughs> yes i don't know there was there was a there that's was a, a story but well, we there can is... start that show if you want we, i like that combo we can we can dovetail off some other time on that one um <laughs> One of the, like, but again, kind of like talking about Blake Shelton for just a quick second, he told the story one time and I thought it was just absolutely awesome because I could feel that story when he was saying it, he was talking about how they went to Anaheim, him and Gwen, mm-hmm. and they drove past the house and the garage that no doubt used to practice in when they first started. Oh. And he was like, it was just awesome because I got to see where it all started and I got to see this thing and it meant so much to her. And I was just like, all right. You're, that's really sweet you're kind of a prick but i kind of like you now all right all right yeah, i'll let, I'll let some of the yeah that's yeah. really sweet yeah it really was um if you're cool with it rambo um you want to pivot into the rest of the late night stuff because like i as a oh, kid oh yeah no, that's i mean that, that was my next question okay as Sorry, a kid what, i was just gonna say as a kid i fucking dug the shit out of late night i loved um letterman i loved conan um but like i was always Anti Jay Leno, I, there was just something about him that rubbed me the wrong way. It's and like common denominator, yeah, it's all like, like half ass. It's yeah. He, uh, I know it's so strange because like late night. By the time I was like staying up, like Adult Swim existed, so I wasn't really watching yeah, late yeah. night. Late night TV wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's and all these names I know as like pop culture icons yeah like i've never seen i never saw like jay leto on the tonight show you're good but like i i know who jay leto is like that's (laughs) i missed a bunch of cars (laughs) yeah and and, like the thing that the thing that really bugs me about uh leto in particular is particularly if you're if you're you're a big fan of stand-up comedy which i am you will hear a lot of stand-ups talk about how fucking funny leno used to be yeah Yeah. and i'm like really oh yeah if you this if you can find some of his old bits man they're fucking hilarious that's the thing it's like when he was doing stand-up it's when he was uh when he was hosting a guest hosting tonight show when, when carson was still doing it uh it's all this shit where it's like oh well then fucking all right i guess and he, I mean, you can't fault the guy for for being a fucking success at that point. Like, dude yeah. knew what he was doing. He knew what his what his audience was. Yeah. Um, which is also why you get back into like you know when Conan takes over, why it doesn't really work among other things is yeah. A bunch of old people were expecting to see Jay, and he's not there anymore. And Conan is doing his Conan thing, and it's fucking weird and funny <laughs> and awkward. Conan, and- yeah, Conan, I do love. love. I oh yeah, Conan's fucking great. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah. He uh uh when <laughs> when he was when he when it was known that he was uh he was losing the show, um he had like a couple months before he he or I mean like maybe just a solid month. Uh oh, he had a fair this, amount of time. Yeah. Just Conan Beard era? 
Um, no, no quite. Just, have a beard no. yet. Okay, um, I was like Pete Conan. <laughs> but it was. But he he knew he was losing the show, and one of mm-hmm. the bits they did, he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, here at the Tonight Show, we always like to to introduce new sketches and and new characters, and we like to introduce you to one here right now." <clears throat> And he walks over to this curtain and the curtain opens and he's like, this is the Bugatti Veyron mouse. (laughs) And it's a Bugatti Veyron, one of the most expensive sports cars in the world. And they have giant nose, giant uh, uh, whiskers, giant mouse ears, giant mouse tail on it. And that's it. And Conan's like, is this really stupid of course it is does it make any sense no is it costing nbc a ton of money to insure this car yes it is <laughs> and they they just kind of he laughs and they kind of live in that for a second he's like all right we'll be right back at the commercial Dude, that's so that's funny it. it was it had to have been a really really shitty time for him but that oh, was some of oh, his yeah. funniest stuff because i can't remember the this the, the the black stamp comic he had on that was basically like Conan, you're black. And he's like, what? And he's like, he's like Here, here's why you're black. He's like, Hang on. when he's like, when you go into a convenience store in Los Angeles, does everybody just like awkwardly stare at you? And he's like, yeah, he's like, you're black. <laughs> uh, Cause like all the Jay Leno stuff was going on. Like, and he just kept going into it. Like, he's like, are you losing? He's like, are you losing your job to an old white man? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> black. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was, it was, you could tell it was cathartic and like going back and I, this is where like, because I'm, I'm 41 Rambo, you are 30, uh, I'm 39, 39, Amani, you are 32. We stagger like, so yeah, those couple of years that I got on Rambo, I remember the Johnny Carson to, um, Leno transition i also remember that letterman was supposed to be the guy who was going to get it but he he ended up losing it because the lady who was in charge of making this decision like absolutely fucking loved jay leno and pulled all these strings to get the job for him and like there was a show they actually did a a show on hbo and i I think it was called the late shift where they talk about all the behind the scenes shit there is an hbo movie yeah fucking kathy bates was in it and it was good as shit um john i want to say john michael hayden's uh plays letterman yeah and does a great fucking job letterman i always i always identified with letterman and conan because they were both sarcastic douchebags and i fucking (laughs) loved it they were just like it was that was the kind of the humor that i had too and like when letterman went to cbs and they just let him do his fucking thing it was it was brilliant like he would just do off the wall bonkers shit like mm-hmm. can a guy in a bear suit get into the russian tea room like and they would just be like them showing footage of it and he's like oh he got in like yeah like just weird shit and yeah. like he had the best interactions with his guests like there's a famous one with him and madonna where madonna is just being a bitch the whole time but it's letterman's madonna. not letterman's not having it and letterman's throwing it right back at her <laughs> like she says to him she goes is that a, is that a rug like talking about his hair he's like you're talking about my hair he's like what is that a swim cap you're wearing like they just back and forth and you could just tell that letterman was not pulling his punches but not only that that he was good on the fly yeah and he was just absolutely fucking hilarious and like the fact that he ended up losing out the late night wars to cone or not to conan to uh leno because of old white people just fucking bums me out man 
And it was just I, funny um, also because he went to CBS, which is notoriously a white, white people station. Yeah. I think maybe in addition to the staggered timeline, yeah. it's a shift. It's a it's the obvious shift in perspective. Like when I was in when I was a teenager, yeah. it, this was the 2000s. So SNL, like everybody was on SNL. Like yeah. that was like Amy Poehler. All that was SNL was like the show. Yeah. And then um, but uh lately at least in the in the 2010s, but not anymore because Showtime said, um, "Desus and Mero was the best late night show on television. It was on Showtime. They were very funny. It was Black Twitter, the TV show. It was great, and it totally. They were on like at like 11 p.m. on like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays." And it broke that formula. Like they did interviews. They had uh, Letterman on, and it's an excellent interview. It's mm-hmm. so good. They had Obama on, kind of. It was very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were really good. It reminded me a lot of um, Arsenio Hall, actually. Mm-hmm. Like fuck Arsenio. Oh God, I yeah. loved Arsenio, man. Like, he was great when he was on. That was really good. Um, I don't think this necessarily counts as late night television, but uh, Z-Way was also on um, oh, yeah. Showtime. She's great. Just, she's so funny. And it's, it's, I think the thing with like the Tonight Show and with Letterman and all that, it's that it's a tired format. Like, I don't care. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch Z-Way. I want to watch Jesus and Mero. I want to watch, um, Oh, oh boy on uh, Adult Swim. They just brought the show back. Eric Andre? Eric Andre. I love me some Eric Andre, man. God damn it. My sister hates him. She hates him. And like when I watch it, like I get why. I understand, but my favorite, it's like seeing people who go on the show who know exactly who Eric Andre is. They're in here. They're here for the bit. And then like they have like a Kardashian on there. And they have no idea what's going on. And he throws himself through a desk and it's hilarious. I just, yeah. I guess once the machine really started churning with the late night shows and all the jimmies and every clip, seven of them were on the top of YouTube the next day. I just, I don't know, man. I get it. I just don't care. I get it. <laughs> that, and that's And that's fair too. Like I can see why that style of show doesn't, work anymore and it's starting yeah. to die out and like although yeah um last week tonight perfect last week tonight's fantastic yeah I it's mean, great well and, that's and, a little different though that's more new style is. that's more like yeah, like yeah daily exactly show. exactly but i mean that's the thing like i i, I think we got to be honest here and say whether or not we're watching it doesn't mean it's dying out yeah sure. like it's just cold not bears cold bears you know doing the late show fucking <sighs> and he's Amazing. doing a great job on it too and he's he's uh, uh, he's doing kind of an anti-Carson thing where he's being more personal. He's being oh, yeah. mo- showing more of himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that the was fucking shit he does things. with the Lord of the Rings characters, and he's just nerding out. Like, Don't fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Well, and that's that's also one of the things I I really loved about Craig Ferguson. Thank you. Yeah. Was yeah. Ferguson was just off the wall shit. I loved he it. Was loved so Craig Ferguson. Funny and so honest and um and so genuine and and i think he it is it is a very common thing for late night talk show hosts who are universally men 
uh, and usually in their 50s to 60s, mm-hmm. to flirt really fucking hard mm-hmm. with these young, beautiful women that come on the show. And usually it's uncomfortable. It's it's usually very like like, like the women being, you know, they're they're rolling with the punches and they're they yep. understand what the assignment is. And they're like, all right, fine. I think Ferguson did the best job of being genuine and you get some reciprocal flirting back and forth between between the women and him. And it's again, it it comes from a place of honesty. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he is not trying to be anything other than what he is. Yep. Um, and you also get like uh uh it's, I mean it's not the precursor because he I think he, he came on after Conan did, but he he was doing some of the same Conan type shit where he was doing like weird, wacky shit. The fucking robot like, uh Jeff the band, robot. Yeah, the band like, leaders, yeah. Like, <laughs> which oh, I'm like, sorry, the gay if, robot leader. Remember how they made the point of saying that he was gay? Like that was oh outstanding. My God. Yeah. It's if you have not seen Craig and Jeff just back and forth at each other, <laughs> it is all over YouTube. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It's and it was just, it was like just a, a guy on the show yeah. who had a mic and it was off stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it had like minor controls for the robot, uh. like make him like lift his arm and turn his head and shit. Um, it just being hysterical. Yeah. I do um, want to point out as well with that Craig Ferguson was a trendsetter because when Britney Spears was having her meltdown when she shaved her head, every Leno was making fun of her, Letterman was making fun were. of her. Like, but Craig was like, yo, let's stop because this is a woman having who is struggling yeah and like it was it was it was before it's time because like it sounds Wait. fucked up but empathy and kindness na- uh, like at that time no was that was not a thing baby we weren't yeah. doing that yeah exactly <laughs> so like shout out to craig ferguson for doing that for sure rainbow sorry to interrupt you there but oh no you're fine man but like yeah. that's exactly the kind of thing i'm talking about like yeah. him coming on there and talking about you know his alcoholism and yeah uh how he uh uh how he has to deal with that every day and and Uh um it was just it's it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't like he would do the standard sort of like yeah sure let's talk about you know whatever you're promoting but it would also be oh i'm gonna have my buddy peter capaldi come on who happens to be in a movie coming out and we're gonna talk about how we used to drop acid together yeah yeah um yeah 100 you know i'm gonna I, i'm gonna have like you know shirley manson yeah. also a scott come on like every time a scottish person comes on it is it is very much the equivalent of a yeah. black person showing up on arsenio or Jason miro like when another scott came on yeah. the late late show yeah it was just the two of them having a wonderful time together yeah in a way yeah. that they just don't have with um, other people one of the things that um I, I, okay, so Letterman was like, because I was still young when Letterman first came on CBS. So I, I stuck with Letterman for a while, but then I started watching Conan and I realized that Conan was more my speed because I actually liked Conan more than Letterman. I loved Letterman because of how sarcastic he was, but also mm-hmm. unapologetically genuine because yeah. like he had, um, who the fuck was it? Um, Paris Hilton and she had just gotten arrested and He's asking her questions about her arrest and her going to jail and she won't talk about it. And nope. she's like, she's like, I, I really don't want to talk about it. And he goes, that's funny because that's the only thing I want to talk about. Like he just the, unapologetically. I did not like that at all. See, I, I thought that was the equivalent of 
having Britney Spears on when she's having the meltdown. You're badgering and the interviewing witness. her about it. The only reason I say that is because of what she represented at the time. The yeah. white privilege, I can do whatever I want and get away with it. And she didn't this time. She had to go to but jail she, for it. And he was, was just like, icon. no. Fucker. Like, and she looks beautiful in her mugshot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, Rambo. But like, at, at the time, I remember thinking that. And I was like, this is awesome. But what I loved about Conan is Conan wasn't worried about any of that. Conan wanted to be funny. That's all he wanted to do. And the mm-hmm. fucking, like, he had PimpBot 5000. That would that shit was hilarious every time. Bear, the masturbating like... bear wearing the diaper. And like, not only that, every single time. They, they like he would start doing it. They would play that. Uh, I don't even know what the name of the song is, but it's like da 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 they would do yep. that shit where they would have the interviews with celebrities, but it was just a cutout of their head and they would remove their mouth and Robert Smigel would just do impersonations of them. Like just fucking just dying. just hilarious. Um, him doing Bob Dole and just talking about how Bob Dole's bowel movements are scheduled. And he was like, it's two o'clock Bob Dole time. Can like I tell just, you yeah. how weird it is to have been a kid in the early nineties and to know all of these names strictly from comedy like they were making fun of bob dole on tiny tunes i don't really know who bob dole is not really yeah so yeah it's so funny like yeah it's it's bizarre (laughs) yeah but yeah i i miss jesus and mara like they had you know they're falling out or whatever so boo but every time some crazy shit happened they were immediately who i wanted to run to like the will smith slap Monday, they were talking about it. I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, but they, and it's not, I think um, they, the late night format, because they're, they've become like with the Jimmies, it's become really clickbaity. It's not like the good interviews were on Jesus and Miro. The good interviews are on Hot Ones. That's where the good. I, like I love hot ones. God damn it. I love Evans is doing the Lord's work on yeah. Cardi hot B ones. was just on there. It's great. He does because, such good interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, um, old boy who was on inside the actor studio. He will pull out a question James from, from, yeah. Yeah, James from Lipton, 30 yeah. years ago yeah. and be like, explain this Instagram photo that you yeah. deleted in 2009. Yeah. And it's like, we'll say, I would, <laughs> I would say also though, that, that, stuff like hot ones has a significant advantage over standard late night shows in that you're looking at maybe what 16 to 20 episodes a season yeah. as opposed to five episodes a week yeah uh, of you know 45 40 weeks a year yeah. so evans has the he's i think he said he takes about a week to really go through each individual person um and really learn about them and 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 like that's what you have to do to do a really yeah. good in-depth yeah. interview yeah you have yeah. to really know your your subject going back to to the daily show um one of my favorite interviews on that show is also one of the most uncomfortable and it's when jim kramer came on and it was you haven't right seen after it, the the crash yeah it's right after the fucking the housing yeah. bubble yeah um fuck that's such a good interview Stewart is not being funny. Stewart is not there telling jokes. And honestly, oh. I don't know why Jim Cramer came on that show. 
but I love it when stuff like that happens. You're it's like it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Did your and agent not is... inform you? Yeah. And and Kramer like, like Stuart will ask him a question. Yeah. Kramer will answer it and he'll go, roll 201. Like, he won't get there's no, there's no like you there's no uh segue. There's no anything. He's like, roll this clip. And they'll play a clip of Kramer doing the exact opposite of what he just said. And yeah. so it's just like, so this isn't a fucking game. And like, yeah, like that's he... basically what his show is now on like oh, HBO or it's something. It's so good. The oh, first, yeah. the first couple of episodes, you can feel that he's and just looks yeah. him in his face and it's like, yeah. what the fuck? It oh, took a couple God. episodes. The first couple episodes, he's still getting his feet under him. But once he gets going, and I, oh, it was some, so funny. it was some lawmaker in Arkansas, and he just takes her to the yes. fucking school, dude. Yes. Oh, yes. and like that's that's the John Stewart that I love, and like mm-hmm. f- member of the tribe, man. Let me tell you how proud I am of that dude, because like he. It also like he went on Tucker Carlson when Tucker Carlson was on CNN and just yep. just like laid it all out. He was like, "You're a fucking joke, dude." He's like, "All of this, you're fucking bow tie." And like, you can tell that when Tucker Carlson got famous again when he went back when he went to Fox News, that all of that was just him trying to get back at John Stewart. Yeah. And like, not only that, he tried to do it when John Stewart was standing on Capitol Hill like lobbying for 9-11 yes. responders and he was like he he seems crazy and you're just like wow you you still are you got nothing going on you're still hung up on john stewart you're still mad that he put you in your fucking place 15 free. the Rent man free. who the <laughs> yeah. man who took down crossfire yeah. single-handedly incredible <laughs> but just um embarrassed them so fucking bad they had to cancel the show yeah uh z-way show was the same way and like it's it's part it's a it's kind of like Eric Andre like if you had seen Zue's YouTube channel YouTube channel before she got the Showtime show it's the same thing she just brings celebrities on and just says hmm and did a black person help you write that script <laughs> no okay interesting <laughs> it's moving on <laughs> yeah she's really good yeah just she's fucking hilarious yeah yeah that's that's one of the things that I've I've enjoyed seeing the transition of seeing these people who are now doing interviews and doing these these late night-esque style shows where they're just unapologetically going after people who are fucking others over yep. and like that's what i love about john oliver as well like john oliver just does not pull punches we, we will spend i will spend so much of hbo's money to annoy a single white politician oh, god yeah. damn it i love him oh, i yeah. love him yeah <laughs> and like seeing him take apart something that I knew was wrong, but didn't understand fully when he took apart the lost cause narrative, because I, I had known for years that, that, that like the public schools in Virginia were pushing this shit and like not really fully understanding all of it and him laying it out in bare bones mm-hmm. terms. I was like, there it is. That's exactly what's going on. Like whenever yeah. I uh, ask somebody, whenever like I'm trying to get somebody into wrestling his re- his video about the WWE is one of the things I send yeah. because it's an absolute love letter. He loves wrestling, but we got to talk about this business. Like these yeah. people, they're not taking care of these people, and that's why yeah. all your all your favorite wrestlers die at fifty five. Yeah. yeah, that's why CM Punk really like made a big point. Whether you love the guy or you hate the guy as a wrestler. Um, but him, show. I can't even, I can't even get started. Oh my God. Him, him coming out and live tweeting that he's so injured that he shit his pants in the ring, like bringing attention to the fact that like, completely like 
I don't care if this is, embarrasses me. I don't care if this makes me look like a fool. I'm pointing this out because of how fucked up this industry is and the way they treat their stars. Like, I was like, I was yeah. sick. Like he yeah. was sick, and they were like, "Nope, get out there." Yeah. He, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, was Vincent, like, "Get out there." Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the man who tore both of his quads because then, he's so jacked up on steroids and he was trying to play it off he was like oh well the reason i did it was because i didn't stretch no it's because you're you're fucking is. juiced out of your mind you asshole it's so funny and then his son at wrestlemania last year jumped from a small chair and fucked his legs but mind, you, but mind you had jumped off a cage how many goddamn times it didn't like fine see? fine yeah, he, with the chair maybe 18 inches off the ground and like Credit to them. They pivoted real fast because it yeah. was like a weird celebrity match with Snoop Dogg, whatever. But Snoop Dogg was like in it. They, I guess someone told him to throw a punch and they sold it. And yeah. we didn't know what happened until the next day. Hey, that shit is real. I have I have <laughs> fallen out of the shower onto the floor and been fine. I have gotten up wrong, literally stood up the wrong way and Fucked. tweaked my fucking back. Oh, yeah. So if I, like, I've gotten to the point now it's it's happening. Like if I sneeze too hard. Yeah, I'll fuck my neck up. And it's like, well, I, I was we had a we had a, a bigger house at one point and we had this big a piece of property in the backyard and I had it was mowing it with a riding mower and it had a big hill and like you had to maneuver it a certain way and I didn't maneuver it right and I fell off the fucking riding mower and the mower came after me but I managed to slide down the goddamn hill put my feet down pivot grab the grab the fucking mower and jump back on like it was nothing but then I'll have days where I will literally be sleeping the wrong way and my neck is fucked up for four days yep yeah. On that note, um, <laughs> on Amani, the note of age, <laughs> Amani, it is always a pleasure to have you on. Like always, you. Thank you so much for having you. We we or, 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 thank you so much for joining us uh, for having you. I don't know what the of fuck. Of course. You're yeah. <laughs> um, I need to eat. I'm I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> can't even think straight. Um, seriously, we appreciate you. Uh, we love having you on. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Um, big thanks to Rambo as always, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Like just bringing the heat as always. Um, again, I'm going to uh, shout out our buddy MC Brooks. We, we hope all is well with you, bud. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all you out there um, who are listening, we love you. We appreciate you. Remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>